straight money over blitzes. Hey everybody, welcome to the Money Over Blitzes podcast. My name is Kyle, and if you're listening to this, this is actually the pilot episode for our Money Over Blitzes podcast. You know, we love football and we love fantasy. Going to go over some redraft and dynasty tips for you guys, uh, for anybody that's interested. Also, we're looking to combine that with the betting side of things. So, you know, we coined the phrase, don't let your bets get blitzed. Uh, We really believe in that. You know, you listen to this episode and you you continue to listen going forward. We appreciate it. Uh, But also, we'd like to get some feedback from you guys, um, exactly what you guys want to hear going forward. If you want to give us a follow uh, over on Twitter, it's at MoneyOverBlitzes, and that's B-L-I-T-Z-S. And uh, over at Facebook, YouTube, uh, Snapchat, and Instagram as well, it's straight Money Over Blitzes. Um, so yeah, we'll again, we'll be putting out content over there through the coming days. It's startup season uh, for all my Dynasty listeners out there. Uh, so we figured why not start up a podcast. And let's get you know, talking about football again, where free agency is off and running. Uh, we're going to cover some of that today. Let's get excited about football again, and let's get going. On that note, well, I figured we'll we'll go through uh, team by team, kind of, and try and talk about the more notable uh, signings that that have happened so far and player movement that's happened as of uh, March 21st at uh, at five o'clock. That's when this is being recorded. I'm sure there'll be some more movement going on, especially as the draft happens. But, you know, we figure why not? Let's let's recap what we have so far. Uh, so we'll start off in the AFC East and we'll, we'll go over what the Buffalo Bills have, have done so far. Um, on the whole, it's been mostly kind of just, you know, keep their, their core together. But they did add in some holes, some safety nets where needed. They did reach to the AFC Championship last year so really that they shouldn't have too much tweaking to do going forward but um you know they wanted to bring back their guys as well as fill in some holes so they did sign Mitch Trubisky on a one-year deal only two and a half million bucks he didn't really have a big market for him but you never know with Josh Allen he's a running style quarterback obviously he's a beast in his own right but you know when you have running quarterbacks and you know a big guy like him he's you know, not really afraid to get hit, and you know he has taken some hits in his time at Buffalo, so it it could be good for uh, good to have that backup from a football perspective. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, this really sucks for Trubisky. Um, you know, he's you know you you might have got away with starting him as a QB two last year in superflex formats, but you know this really kind of just buries him on the bench, and you know maybe as a Josh Allen order, maybe you have him as a handcuff. Um, but I wouldn't think too much of him other than that going forward. You know, maybe next year he, you know, he develops and, you know, next year he gets a contract of his own. But at least for this year, it's it's not looking super great for him. Um, they also did get uh, Manny Sanders from the Saints. Um, they let go of John Brown in that process, you know, during that whole transition. But um, they did bring back, bring in uh, Manuel Sanders on a one-year deal. So curious to see how that goes, see how that goes through camp. Um you know, you know what his role ends up being. You know, it's another weapon for Josh Allen. But um, yeah, we'll we'll have to see how that goes. Um, you know, going into next year, they also signed Jacob Hollister, a tight end, on a one-year deal. Not super crazy, not super sexy, but you know, again, just filling in holes. And um, you know, they did bring back their stud linebacker Matt Milano on a four-year deal, uh, forty-one and a half million bucks, um, and Levi Wallace as well. So. And John Feliciano, that was that was another good one to guard uh, on a three-year deal. So, you know, like I said, you know, good to bring back some some of your core players and you know fill in holes where needed. Uh, for Miami, they've um, they did bring in Jacoby Brissett on a one-year deal. Uh, 
So it'll be a, probably a good backup for Tua, uh, maybe a good mentor for Tua. I, I don't see Tua being supplanted by by Brissett at all, but you never know. Uh, they could open it up to a competition, but again, I think it was more for for depth than anything else. The big the big signing f- to this point for the Dolphins was Will Fuller. It signed a one year deal worth about ten and a half million. Um, and then it had another three million dollars in incentives. That so the ten the ten and a half million was guaranteed actually. Um, so I'm curious to see how that works with Tua. You know, Tua was never, um, you know, even in college he wasn't a big you know push the ball downfield kind of guy. It was more you know hyper accurate pinpoint passing. So Will Fuller's a you know really a stretch the field kind of guy. But you never know they could catch him on those deep crossing routes and um, you know just really get the ball in his hands, you know, whether it's a deep crosser or some drags and lower to the line of scrimmage, closer to the line of scrimmage, some bubbles. Um, yeah, I'd be really curious to see what, what they do with him uh, going forward. So that was another one-year deal. So I'd, I'd be curious to see what, you know, how this year shakes out for him and, um, you know, whether or not he tests the open market or not going forward. But, you know, Miami needs some some weapons, uh, especially after last year that they kind of, I think that's really where their, their screaming need was and it, where they, tended to struggle uh, because you know when you're thrown to you know any Tom Dick and Harry that you can find it it gets to be pretty tough as far as uh, you know actually actual production over there and actual moving the offense so uh, I'd be curious to see how that goes but the uh, the Patriots here who they they they've been very busy they they got that stimulus check and they they got went to work um, so they did bring back Cam Newton on a one-year deal worth up to $13.5 million. Uh, so I'd be curious to see how that goes. A lot of it is incentive-based, so I know a lot of people, from a, at least a passing perspective, it, it didn't look super great in that offense, but, um, you know, he, you know, especially in fantasy, you know, you have the, the rushing up upside there, so kind of kept at least somewhat of a floor. But, you know, on the whole, the offense definitely needed some improvement, so I'd be curious to see what the Patriots do in the draft, especially, um, you know, at the quarterback position, if they bring in anybody to compete with Cam, um, you know, only time will tell with that, but they did bring him back, but they also brought in Nelson Aguilar, uh, Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry, and Jonu Smith. So those are the big additions on the offense. Um, you know, it's kind of tough for, for Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry as individuals, if you own them in fantasy, um, you know, you, you kind of stand to figure that the, their production is going to be limited, at least to some extent. It's good from a football perspective. You know, you, you, you know, as a as a Pats fan, I kind of go back to the the Gronk and Hernandez days, as far as you know what that offense was. Of course, that had Brady at the helm, but you know, I think they they kind of going for some of that again, and you know, it worked once. You know, lightning could strike twice for them. Uh, that'd be nice to see, at least. Um, I, I see Jonu is probably the guy with a little bit more upside there. Um, you know, he's definitely a lot more athletic, could be in, you know, more spots on the field than a Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry's more of an inline tight end, but you never know. I mean, like I said, with and with Gronk and Hernandez, both ended up being, you know, very fantasy relevant. So I'd be curious to see what happens with, uh, with Jonu and Hunter Henry. Uh, they did make a trade for Trent Brown, so they brought him back from the, the Vegas Raiders uh, to kind of bolster that line a little bit more. Uh, they did sign David Andrews and Ted Karras, so there's a lot more continuity there. Ted Karras comes back after a brief stint with Miami. Uh, Dietrich Wise comes back. Um, you know, they did 
bring in De- uh, Devon Godshaw, Henry Anderson, Matt Judon. Uh, the list just keeps going and going. <laughs> they were really busy. Uh, Raekwon McMillan, Kyle Van Noy, Justin Bethel, Jalen Mills. So they they did they pretty much did a, a big overhaul. You know, everybody coming in knew that they had some money to spend. Obviously, Patriots knew they had money to spend, so they were going to look to to spend that money. And Bill was really looking to rebuild this team in a, in a quick fashion. So, you know, I, I'm curious to see how these all these new faces fit uh, within the Patriots. You know, within that locker room and how that how they work out going forward. So it should be a very interesting season. And we still have the draft to worry about. You know, they have the 15th pick. Uh, I'd be curious to see what the, what they do with that pick. Me personally, I think they're going to end up going quarterback and have a competition with Cam. They need to really find that franchise quarterback again. Uh, I don't see Cam as a long-term solution, but you never know. That you know, it's it's the Patriots. They they do whatever they want. You know, they'll they'll draft kickers and D three D two safeties. Um, you know, with with their first picks overall. So I'm curious to see what'll happen there. Uh, the Jets, they they're two big additions really were uh, Keelan Cole from the Jags and, and Corey Davis. That was the big signing there. Three years, 37 and a half million bucks. Um, you know, he had a good year last year with Tennessee. So he kind of becomes probably their wide receiver one or wide receiver two opposite of Denzel Mims. Uh, so I, I'm curious to see what they do at the quarterback position. You know, is, um, is Sam Darnold the guy for them going forward or, you know, do they do, some kind of maneuvering at the draft do they you know go do they draft a QB at two or do they you know try and trade down maybe and build around Sam Darnold be very curious to see what what they do there Uh, for the Ravens they you know bolstered their offensive line the big signing for them was Kevin Zeitler on a three-year deal worth 22 million bucks Um, they did bring back a couple pieces Pernell McPhee Tyus Bowser and they also made a trade for Josh Oliver. So a lot of it, uh, at least for them up to this point, is kind of sticking true to the, the ground and pound mentality that they have over in Baltimore. Um, you know, it's very obviously run heavy, but the thing I'd be curious for them to see, especially in the draft, is, you know, do they make any kind of signings or uh, do they make any kind of, you know, heavy draft capital into uh, wide receiver, you know, Lamar Jackson needs some weapons. You you need to diversify that offense a little bit, and um, you know spread things out a little bit, and you know start throwing the ball, and hopefully become less predictable and make that offense you know that much more potent. Uh, for the Bengals, nothing too crazy. Uh, Brandon Allen, that's just that whatever signing. Nothing really going on there. Um, for the Browns, you're looking at Richard, bringing you brought back Richard Higgins. So that that's nice. He he, go, he sits right in there at wide receiver three again, between OBJ and uh, Jarvis Landry. So not much changing on the offense as far as that goes, and also good for Baker obviously because he has some good chemistry with Higgins. So you know pretty much status quo for them all the way around. Uh, Juju going back to Pittsburgh on a one-year deal for them. So it. I was kind of curious where Juju was going to end up going. Uh, I would have I would have been happy with him going to another team just for the overall offense of Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I do have you know Chase Claypool and Juju actually uh, in a couple leagues, but I, I would have liked to see them kind of split up and really see, especially their you know their individual development to see where they would end up going. But you know, Juju decides to come back on a one-year deal worth eight million bucks. Um, 
again, you know, maybe that the market changes next year with the, the salary cap going up after a, a TV deal that just happened, uh, I believe in re recent days. Um, so, you know, teams should be expecting to, to have a lot more money into next year. So, you know, I, I think that's kind of a common theme with a lot of players this year is, you know, signing that one year deal probably as like a holdover deal, um, you know, in a way betting on themselves and, you know, trying to really cash in next year. So I'd be curious to see what Juju does going forward after this year. Um, you know, see if he sticks with the team long term or, you know, try and work out a longer term deal or really, you know, just bank on himself this year and then cash out, um, you know, after next year. As far as the Texans go, uh, obviously that's a very interesting situation with the whole um, Deshaun Watson saga that continues to be going on. Um, it kind of seems like in lieu of that, they, the Texans have added in a couple quarterbacks, uh, Ryan Finley and Tyrod Taylor specifically, uh, one-year, $5.5 million deal. Uh, the, the whole contract could be worth up to $12.5 million. So, you know, obviously he, Tyler, uh, Tyrod Taylor came into last year for the Chargers as the starter. Um, you know, if a doctor didn't puncture as long, I'd be curious to see how long he would have lasted and we wouldn't have known uh, the legend of Justin Herbert as it came to be, but, um, you know, he, he played decently in his, in his first few games. So I'm wondering if, you know, Houston is preparing to, you know, maybe send Deshaun Watson off on a deal. You know, obviously they have to make some draft capital back after the horrible trades that they've been making up to this point and, um, you know, blowing up that roster, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Uh, they did also bring in Mark Ingram, uh, the corpse of Mark Ingram on a one-year deal worth up to 3 million bucks. Um, I guess it's just a kind of a depth piece, uh, so not not sure really if there is much being made there. But they also did bring in Philip Lindsay uh, from Denver. He signed a one-year deal worth uh, three and a quarter million dollars. So, you know, he did have some talent. Uh, you know, undrafted guy has a great story, uh, but didn't seem to be quite a fit over in Denver. So I, I'd be curious to see how Philip Lindsay pans out in Houston. Um, moving over to the Colts, of course, their big deal of the offseason has been uh, Carson Wentz. Of course, they got him in a trade with Philly for a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional uh, second-round pick next year. So, you know, everybody's, in terms of the, uh, you know, the Colts themselves, you, they have eyes on, uh, you know, this Carson Wentz deal and how that's going to work out for them. That's kind of a reclamation project of sorts. Uh, of course, going back to Frank Reich, that's where he had... Uh, success in Philly early on so you know I'd be curious to see how that works and you know if he's able to really rebuild his career from what he had and um, you know he has a couple weapons obviously you have Jonathan Taylor in the backfield and now you have Marlon Mack he came back on a one-year deal uh, you have Michael Pittman there as well um, you know Paris Campbell Zach Paschal to name a couple guys that once he'll have to throw to uh, so yeah I'm really curious to see how you know, being in a new scenery, you know, away from Philly, away from, you know, those crazy fans to see, uh, you know, how they do. And uh, sorry if anybody in Philly's listening, but, you know, you guys know you're, you're uh, very passionate out there. So we'll see if, uh, we'll see what happens with, with Wentz. Uh, moving over to uh, Jacksonville, of course, they're, they're probably their crown jewel is that one one overall pick. So we're expecting T-Law to go there. Um, they did actually, you know, they were pretty active as far as signing some receivers. 
Uh, you're looking at Jamal Agnew. He signed a three-year deal. Philip Dorsett they bring in, as well as Marvin Jones. Um, got a $7 million contract for him. So, uh, you know, you're, you're combining him with DJ Chark, Chenault. So, curious to see, you know, how they do. And then, obviously, James uh, James Robinson in the backfield. So, Trevor Lawrence will definitely have some weapons uh, coming to him, you know, after the draft. So, it'll be interesting to see how that offense pans out, especially with Urban Meyer being being the head coach there now. So, you know, you'll have a, a young up-and-coming team, hopefully, uh, to add some competition in the AFC. Uh, moving over to Tennessee, uh, obviously they lost Jonu Smith. Uh, so, of course, they bring back Anthony Ferkser on a one-year deal who, um, you know, he actually showed some promise last year. Uh, a lot of games he ended up taking work away from Jonu Smith. So I'd be curious to see what happens with him, uh, you know, with a full workload. And now you're only you're really looking at uh, A.J. Brown, obviously Derrick Henry there, and then Anthony Ferkser as your main offensive weapons after losing uh, Corey Davis and Jonu Smith. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what that offense ends up looking like next year. And then, you know, on the other side of the ball, uh, Tennessee signed Bud Dupree on a five-year deal worth up to $85 million. So that was really their, their big splash in terms of spending. Uh, moving over to Denver, the Broncos signed Mike Boone to a two-year deal. Uh, so looks like they're, they're going to try and probably stick to that two-back set. Uh, you know, they did lose Lindsey, but you have Melvin Gordon in there. Maybe Mike Boone fits their scheme a little bit better. Uh, so that'll be... Uh, you know, it'll be good to probably have Mike Boone as a, as a stash on uh, your dynasty rosters, and uh, you know maybe a late round grab in redraft. You know, it's just kind of a RB three type to you know just keep a hold on to RB two, RB three to hold on to in case you know it ends up working out really well. You know, Philip Lindsay he had his moments where he he shined, uh, so. You know, it could be a similar workload for Mike Boone. So, curious to see how it works out for him. Uh, across the ball, they had signed Ronald Darby to a three-year deal worth $30 million bucks, And, of course, they brought back uh, Justin Simmons, who initially was on the franchise tag, but then signed a four-year deal worth $61 million. And uh, fresh in off of free agency, Kyle Fuller, um, you know, he didn't last long. He signed a one-year deal with them worth $9.5 million. Over in Kansas City, uh, the big signing for them was getting Joe Tooney uh, from the Patriots. He signed a five-year deal worth $80 million. Um, and also uh, Mike Remmers re-signed with them. So uh, obviously we saw it in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Pat Mahomes was running for his life, and it's it's not a good uh, way to conduct business having your, your half-a-billion-dollar quarterback, your franchise quarterback running for his life the whole game. But um, obviously, you know, the offensive line was a clear need for them especially after, you know, releasing two of their tackles. But uh, they do bring back Mike Remmers and uh, signed Joe Tooney, and they also signed Kyle Long. He came out of retirement uh, and signed on with the Chiefs. So hopefully this means that, um, you know, the long-term health of Mahomes is safe. But also it, it does, you know, bode well for, for CEH, um, you know, open up some more running lanes for him and, you know, hopefully get him going in year two. Uh, moving on to the Raiders, uh, they signed Kenyon Drake on a two-year deal, which I, I found kind of interesting. Uh, RIP to all uh, Josh Jacobs shares that anybody has for whatever reason. Uh, that between the, the offensive line shuffling that they've been doing and bringing in Kenyon Drake, I honestly have no idea what the Raiders are doing right now. Um, it's 
it's very odd to me the way that they're constructing this roster. And they also re-signed Theo Riddick to a one-year deal. So it doesn't ever seem like Josh Jacobs is ever really going to be the guy. Um, you know, I say it all the time to my friends, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't catch the ball, which ironically is why, you know, that was his big calling card when he came into the league. You know, he caught a bunch of balls at Alabama for whatever reason, hasn't translated to the, the fullest extent I think it could have in the league. But, you know, this, this really seems to supplant, uh, Jacobs as an RB2, a low end RB2 at that. So, um, not not too sure exactly what to expect from from him going forward, but it seems like dark days ahead for him. Um, over at the going to the Chargers now, their big signing was uh, Corey Lindsey, five year deal worth sixty two and a half million dollars. So uh, that'll pay twenty six million over the first two years for for that contract. I believe it's the highest paid center now in the league. Uh, so that'll be a big boost uh, for Eckler and the run game for the Chargers. And also probably a big help, honestly, to, to Justin Herbert with that center quarterback relationship. Um, that often goes unspoken. So it'll be it'll be good for him. And also they added Jared Cook after losing Hunter Henry. Uh, not a bad replacement. Obviously a little bit older, but you know Jared Cook still has some talent in his own right. So I'm curious to see how that fit works out for them and you know how that helps Justin Herbert ultimately continue his development as you know a young up-and-coming quarterback uh, moving on to the Dallas Cowboys now over on the NFC side uh, obviously the big big deal for them is bringing back Dak Prescott on a four-year 160 million dollar contract I believe that makes him the third highest quarterback in the league right now um, you know obviously sometimes that can go you know kind of overstated you know how the year's you know the caps change from year to year so that that mark is kind of always being reset but you know Dak was always his always been a stud in his own right obviously he got hurt last year uh that really sucked for him I felt really bad I remember watching that live that was that was really gross but um you know it seems like he's he's recovering really well um you know he's he's doing great things for the team he did great things for the team obviously they missed him dearly last year having to deal with Andy Dalton and you know, all the, the fantasy-relevant uh, players, you're talking about, you know, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, Gallup, Zeke, they, they all took hits. So it'll be nice to, to have Dak Prescott back in the fold and, uh, you know, see what really that offense is capable of going forward. Uh, moving over to the Giants, uh, they signed John Ross on a one-year deal. Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people were interested in him. Uh, you know, coming out of the draft as, you know, that big speedster never really seemed to stick uh, with the Bengals. So he comes over to the Giants on a one-year deal. Doesn't expect, you know, I don't expect too much out of him going forward. Kenny Holiday is really the, the big deal for the Giants, and that's going to be the major the big help for uh, Danny Dimes. He signed a four-year deal worth $72 million. bucks. Um, finally, you know, Danny Jones gets his real stud wide receiver one, um, that that offense really needed, to be honest. Um, you know, hopefully that helps Danny, Danny Jones' development a lot. Uh, you'll have Saquon Barkley coming back next year. So, you know, that, that offense should, it stands to improve, at least going into next year. Uh, they also brought in Devontae Booker on a two-year deal. Uh, he comes over from the Raiders to, to the Giants. Uh, that'll probably be, you know, the RB2 for them and help, um, you know, depending on how Barkley's recovering, 
Um, you may, you know, who knows if he ends up starting the year. You know, the time will tell as far as that goes. And they also bring in Kyle Rudolph on a two-year deal worth $12 million. On defensive side, they bring back Leonard Williams. Uh, so that was, I know, a big help for them. He was a, a big stud in the middle for them. So uh, over at uh, Washington, they bring in R- Ryan Fitzpatrick. Signed a one-year deal of $10 million. bucks. Uh, that's obviously it's an upgrade for them at quarterback. Uh, Ryan did really good last year for the Dolphins when he did play. Um, of course, there was that back and forth between him and Tua. Um, but when Fitzpatrick was on the field, there was, you know, magic going on on the field. So it, it was great to watch. Um, obviously, it's a big boost for Terry McLaurin and now Curtis Samuel, who also signed on the team uh, for a three-year deal worth $34.5 million, uh, $34.5 million bucks. Um, so it's it's good for both. Uh, I think having Curtis Samuel helps McLaurin, kind of takes takes some coverage away. And, uh, you know, maybe opens up the field a little bit. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's always had that YOLO lifestyle, uh, that YOLO quarterback style of play. So, um, you know, he'll just throw it deep. And, you know, that should that should help with McLaurin's speed. And as well as Curtis Samuel, you know, he's another offensive threat. So both them and Antonio Gibson, I'm really excited to see what happens with that offense. And, um, you know, see – I'm kind of curious to see what Washington does in the draft to see if they end up drafting another quarterback or if they stick with Heineke as kind of the younger guy and Fitzmagic, uh, you know, kind of mentors him or, you know, what, what the plan is for them going forward. But all of a sudden this offense becomes really, really interesting. You know, an offense that only had a couple, couple players that you were really looking at now between, you know, McLaurin, Samuel, Gibson, Fitzpatrick, Logan Thomas, even, you know, their offense has become, very very relevant and you know could really compete for the division to be honest um you know they could be a legitimate threat uh not only win the division but you know maybe a a a playoff threat um in the nfc conference so curious to see how that team gels uh next year for the nfc north uh you know starting off with the bears they um signed Andy Dalton of course they lost Trubisky so they decided to you know let's just transition from one mediocre quarterback to another um signed a one-year deal 10 million bucks it's a whatever deal uh I don't know why they wouldn't just stick with Trubisky I don't know maybe they thought you know they saw what Andy Dalton did in Dallas and thought that'd be a great idea who knows uh Allen Robinson received the franchise tag I feel so bad for this man not having a legitimate quarterback for pretty much his whole career um Hopefully, you know, he's able to produce this year. And, you know, if he's able to shake free into free agency going into, you know, 2022, that would be great for him. I'd, I'd be happy for him. He really deserves a quarterback. Um, time will time will tell as far as that, how that plays out. But as for right now, at least it, he's going to be on the, on the Bears once again. Um, you know, Andy Dalton might be a slight, a slight upgrade over Mitch, but, you know, we'll really have to see how that goes and how that plays out for the lions they of course made the trade with the rams to acquire jared goff services and shipped off matt stafford uh in that deal they managed to land a 2021 third round pick and first round picks in 2022 and 23 um so curious to see how that works out for both teams i think you know with stafford of course obviously it it helps you know landing in the ramp the Rams camp and you know being very much a win now team 
Uh, the Lions, this kind of really signals a, a rebuild, uh, starting off a rebuild for them. Uh, so I'm not sure how it's really going to pan out for Jared Goff, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, they also brought in Jamal Williams, who signed a two-year deal, and uh, Brashad Perriman and Tyrell Williams, uh, both one-year deals for, for both of them. So the offense is very much uh, downgraded on, on a whole, uh, losing Marvin Jones. You lose Matt Stafford. Uh, so really you're only left with uh, now you have Goff, DeAndre Swift, and uh, T.J. Hawkinson. So not not sure what to really expect from this offense. I don't have high expectations for them, but um, you know you still have the draft obviously to come, so that they could um, you know acquire some players. You do have that extra third round pick you got in the in the Goff deal now. Uh, so you know hopefully they make the best of their picks and um, you know start the rebuild off right. Uh, for Green Bay, uh, the really the lone move that they've made up to this point is bringing back Aaron Jones. Obviously, that's a big deal for them. He resigned on a four-year deal worth up to $48 million. Um, of course, we know what Aaron Jones can do in a Green Bay offense with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. Uh, so I don't expect much to change there. Of course, you know a lot of people were trying to acquire A.J. Dillon in Dynasty on Dynasty leagues. This kind of really hurts for them. Um, you know, especially those that paid, you know, first round plus thinking that A.J. Dillon was going to be the guy. Obviously, it doesn't seem to be the, the case there. Uh, Aaron Jones, I expect him to settle right back into his role uh, as being the top back and, you know, really being an RB1 again. Um, I don't I don't see much changing this year as far as his usage. And, of course, they let Jamal Williams go, so now you're only talking a split between Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Um, so... Not much changing there as far as, you know, the team itself goes. For the Vikings, they bring in Patrick Peterson on a one-year deal worth $10 million bucks. Uh, curious move, I think, for them. Uh, maybe they just they feel like they're kind of in win now. And, you know, hopefully Peterson can bring in, you know, that defense needs a lot of help. So hopefully he can come in and mentor, um, you know, their corners and, you know, still really be a leader. Um, but... They decided to, to bring him in uh, into the group. For the Falcons, they bring in Lee Smith in a trade with Buffalo uh, in exchange for a late-round pick. I know beyond that, they've done some rearranging of money uh, with Matt Ryan's contract. So curious to see you know how, hit, how that plays out long-term. And they moved some money to create some cap space uh, into his later years. So... You know, they, they do have a high pick in the draft. Curious to see what they do with that pick. And, uh, you know, do they trade down? Do they take a quarterback up high to, to sit behind Matt Ryan and learn? Or do they trade that down and try and, you know, build up more picks? that They could use the depth. So, you know, curious to see exactly what they plan on doing going forward uh, with the team. Uh, moving on to Carolina, uh, they bring in David Moore on a two-year contract nothing really crazy there uh, Dan Arnold comes over from uh, from Arizona on a two-year contract not much movement other than that on their end uh, curious to see what they do in the draft obviously they have Teddy Bridgewater there um, didn't seem to be super pleased with what they they got from him last year but you know they had a really young defense as well um, and they, they, they do have some weapons on offense, and obviously they were out CMC. They were without him for majority of the year. So, you know, obviously the, the offense could 
still has room to grow in terms of potential. So, you know, do they draft quarterback uh, with their first pick or do they decide to go elsewhere? Interesting to see what they do. Uh, moving on to the Saints, of course, you had Drew Brees retiring, um, a legend in his own right. I expect him to be a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, but it does leave the, the the offense in a bit of an identity crisis. Obviously, you still have Taysom Hill there. I know he got himself a new deal. I think it was worth up to $140 million. But, you know, of course, they do some weird fudging around with the numbers and the cap hits. So, um, interested to see what, what they expect from him. You know, is it a competition between him and Jameis Winston? Because he also, you know, he signed a one-year deal to come back to the team. So, I expect an open competition between Winston and Taysom Hill. Um, I, with Sean Payton being the way he was and kind of showing his cards last year, giving Taysom Hill so much so much run when Breeze was out, and even when Breeze was in, uh, he has a history of using Taysom Hill. So I'm curious to see if he kind of gets the inside edge uh, as far as that com- that competition goes. But as as far as I'm concerned, you know, you had Jameis Winston pretty much take a step back from the game and get to watch it from the sideline. He, you know, hopefully learned under Drew Breeze is learning under Payton. You know, maybe he comes back kind of revitalized and, and um, you know, eager to compete. And, you know, maybe he does have a, a better shot at that starting spot. So we'll see how that goes into next year and through camp. Uh, for the Bucks, uh, you know, defending Super Bowl champs. Chris Godwin got himself the franchise tag, so he's coming back. Uh, Gronkowski, he's coming back on a one-year deal. Uh, of course, their big money spend was over at uh, defensive end with Shaq Barrett, having to bring him back, re-sign, re-signed him on a four-year deal for $68 million bucks, and Levante David also had to re-sign him on a two-year deal. So the the crew is back to back in town, They're just trying to keep that cluster together as, as long as they can. Obviously, they're in win now with, uh, you know, obviously winning last year and still having Brady. Um, just trying to keep the group together as long as they can and, you know, capitalize on this window. Uh, moving on to the Cardinals, they sign AJ Green on a one-year deal. I find this kind of interesting that they, they decide to, at least for now, it seems like they've decided to move on um, from Larry Fitzgerald, and you bring it, you know, you you have one old receiver leave, and you have another one come back in. So, you know, I think AJ Green still has a good amount of talent. Obviously, he's been mired by injuries, and um, you know, it's been a tough go for him in the last year or so, but I think he still has some, some gas left in the tank, and it, obviously he's been very talented. And, um, you know, it should help Kyler Murray, should help that whole offense, should help uh, DeAndre Hopkins as well. So curious to see if A.J. Green, you know, fits in to that offense and, you know, makes it through camp for one and also where he fits in that offense. Uh, the, through the on the offensive line, they bring in Rodney Hunsed. He trade made that trade with the Raiders. That's a big boost to their offensive line. And um, they also bring in J.J. Watt on a, on a two-year deal worth thirty-one million dollars. So, seems to me like they they're trying to win now. They have that window of or they're looking at their window as a win now type window. Uh, bringing in you know guys like Watt and A.J. Green. So, it'll it'll be interesting to see those fits and how they you know, how they fit on both sides of the ball and what this really means for the team. Uh, because it, you know, they, they seemed pretty average. You know, it was obviously it was exciting from a fantasy perspective having Kyler Murray and, you know, Hopkins and all them. But uh, from a, a football perspective, 
you know, that it, it didn't really translate as well to wins and losses. So, you know, maybe maybe moves like this kind of puts them over the edge in that competitive NFC West, but you know, only time will tell as far as that goes. Moving on to the Rams, uh, the big the big deal that they did, of course, was acquiring Matt Stafford. Um, we talked about that earlier. Uh, that's really all that they've been able to do besides signing Leonard Floyd to a four-year deal with 64 million bucks. Uh, they were in cap jail. Uh, they've been continually kind of kicking the can down the road and mortgaging their future for you know winning now. Um, and of course, it you know it made it. They made a Super Bowl, so I, I can't really knock them for it. But um, you know they've had to make a lot of moves to their salary cap, freeing up space, you know, for all these contracts and for all these veteran players, these aging veteran players, to try and win now. So you know maybe Matt Stafford puts them over the edge once again. You know maybe Goff really wasn't the answer for them. And you know obviously it's 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 a pretty good upgrade at quarterback. So hopefully it it translates for them and takes the team to the next level. Uh, for the 49ers. They they bring back their star left their star tackle Trent Williams on a six year 138 million dollar contract. Of course, that's the big signing for them. He was a big help for them uh, coming over from Washington. Um, that helps their line huge. And uh, they also bring in Alex Mack Alex Mack as well on a one year deal. So kind of sticking to their guns as far as uh, you know a true run the ball pound, ground and pound type team. Uh, but of course, they can also get the ball out to uh, to Debo Samuel and now Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle, you know, out in space, and um, you know, make moves that way. Curious to see what they do with at quarterback. Of course, there's a lot of uh, controversy as far as what's going to happen with or speculation in terms of what's going to happen with uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo. Of course, being in New England. I uh, hear it all the time. You know, people want Jimmy G back, or you know, is Jimmy G coming back? Obviously, time will tell as far as that goes and, you know, what the 49ers feel, you know, what they should do in the draft and, you know, if they make any kind of deal or do they stick with Jimmy G. You know, time will tell as far as that goes for, for us. And uh, last team to cover is the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Chris Carson, they came, they brought him back on a two-year deal, $14 million bucks. Uh, it was, you know, fantasy-wise, he's, he's a good back to have. He's a good... You know, RB2, RB3, if you have that kind of depth, um, he's consistent. And, of course, it sticks with their philosophy up to this point as far as, you know, ground and pound the ball. Uh, you know, the the days of re- let Russ cook were short-lived. And um, that, you know, the, the identity of that team, or at least what they're trying to push at least, seems to be, okay, run the ball, run the ball and then run some more. <laughs> so for whatever reason, uh, that seems to be Seattle's prerogative right now. But, uh, you know, for Chris Carson's purposes, at least, you know, he's still an RB2. Um, and then, of course, you have DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett out on the outside. And now you have Gerald Everett on the team as well. So it'll be interesting to see if they really do decide to stick with that kind of identity of, you know, ground and pound and see if... Uh, Gerald Everett, you know, meshes well with the team. So at least up to this point, anyway, that's that's all the additions that have, and all the movement that's been happening um, through free agency and through the off season. Um, that's mainly what I wanted to talk about for this episode, and um, that's that's pretty much all I have. Um, again, you know, give us some feedback if you 
if you listen to the whole episode, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we'd like to know some feedback and you know what you guys think about um, how this episode went and how um, you know things you'd like to hear about going forward. Uh, we'll be you know pushing you know extra content through our socials again. That's money over blitzes um, across Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. Uh, of course, through our podcast channel as well. Um, so yeah, that that's pretty much all I have, guys. Um, you know, if if you like what you heard, give us a like, give us a follow. We appreciate it all, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Peace.